Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Burke and I are here to welcome you back to part two. bit of uh Pat Benatar. Benatar. I love that song. I think Promises in the Dark may be my favorite song from her. Oh, I love this song. All right. Um but found a couple other weird ones in here. Rontophobia is the fear of thunder. Which really must suck ass because if you see the lightning, you know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to suck a lot. A U L O phobia. Allophobia is a fear of flutes. What? God, it must suck if you have that and you were on the movie <laughs> this one time at Bandcamp. <laughs> 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 oh, here's one. Thank God you don't have this one. K O U M P O U N O. Homophobia is a fear of buttons. Seriously? Be, yeah. I'd be fucked. Yeah. And what, then, no. What, is, is it buttons on shirts? Is it buttons you press? I. Probably buttons you press. You don't know if it's going to do what you think it's going to do or not. Well, I mean, you know, you have that issue all the time. You press a button, it's oh, wrong one. But all uh, the time, all the time. And then no strophe, no, no stophobia is a fear of returning home. 
Oh. Like, that's where you want to be. Or maybe that's why people never leave their house. That could be. Because, oh, yeah, I could see that. Although, no, people that are afraid to leave their house, that's a different phobia. Let's look Uh, that up, shall we? Fear of leaving the house. They they categorize that under agoraphobia, which is afraid of large leave environments they know and consider safe, uh, going out in public. They may avoid leaving their home for days, months, or even years. Wow. Yeah. I found one. Oh? Chronophobia. Fear of time? Fear of dying. Fear of time. Fear of watches. (laughs) You don't have that problem. Fear of watches and (laughs) timepieces. Although, you know what? Back in the day, those clocks were loud as as any. I mean, listen to the beginning of, of the Pink Floyd song. And it's all those alarms going off. I, I, I can kind of understand that because like all clocks back in the day made some sort of noise. And some of them were just really bad, you know? Okay, um, so this one, this one here is spelled R-A-K-O-U-N phobia raccoon raccoon phobia guess what that's the fear of raccoons raccoons <laughs> which all right i was in boy scout camp so i'm what 13 14 years old yeah i'm on staff and i am rooming with the Okay, the mother of my first child, Beth, Beth Ann. I'm actually rooming with her brother in my tent. And he was stupid enough to tell me that he is deathly afraid of raccoons. I was like, deathly afraid of raccoons? So much so, he put mothballs around the tent to keep keep away yeah now scott being the wise man that he is knows that a bag of doritos (laughs) will trump is is, is irresistible to trump the mothballs (laughs) so when brian pissed me off I filled our entire tent with broken up Doritos. And then conveniently lift it left one of the zippers up just a little bit. They were canvas tents. They they had slots. They could oh, it was great. I'm sitting there laying in bed in my sleeping bag, hearing Brian crying because there's three raccoons one of them's on my chest i'm like so you're going yeah (laughs) three years in a row we were tent mates and three years in a row row, i brought you brought doritos 
Do they prefer the nacho cheese or do they or the cool ranch? I gotta know. Inquiry minds want to know. <laughs> Back then they hadn't come out with cool ranch yet. Oh, but okay. So I will tell you. Raccoons and the OG Doritos, huh? Okay. Raccoons and Doritos? Oh it is and if you leave some of the Doritos like whole, you can sit there and listen to them chewing it. <laughs> Scott, you're fucking asshole. Well, you've, you've seen ridiculousness, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stilo is deathly afraid of raccoons. It freaked him right out. And it's great to watch those clips. <laughs> they got thumbs, man. They got thumbs. That kind of when I went to camp, Camp Wynoa, actually, um, down south of. Uh, green ohio we they actually had captured a raccoon and had it in a, a little enclosure there for a little while but uh, i remember this is not nothing to do with raccoons it just kind of reminds me of we took all of our mattresses drug them outside drug our uh you got our sleeping bags and everything and slept outside under the stars just because something different to do and i remember waking up I don't know, two o'clock in the morning, something like that. Kind of woke up, looked around, and there are three skunks just wandering amongst us. And I'm like, be very quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Do not disturb the stinky kitty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, so you got some more personal phobias, don't you? I do. Okay, I well, actually, I've I've got two left. I think you have three. So I have you three left. Okay, you go right ahead. And I'm gonna name them off kind of in order of, uh, well, the first one not so much. The mm-hmm. second one definitely bad. And then the third one is my ultimate. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what are we on mine? Wait, I have three left. You have two. I'm gonna do. My, you are correct. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my next one, which is not arachnophobia but it is ophidophobia which is the fear of snakes which I do not have I definitely have it Um, I've got a couple of stories here I work at a golf course and our golf course in the spring is overridden by copperheads. Just they are are venomous, not a snake that you want to grow up with. 
and, and they're they're fairly aggressive if i recall during the spring they are because that's their mating season this is not why i have this phobia i've had this phobia since i was about two years old do tell got bit by a garter snake they could be aggressive as crap too and they, they they musk on you they smell horrible and that started this fear of snakes um i talked about working at a place called turf care when i was in virginia beach and while i was at turf care I was mowing the lawn one time and I noticed one of my workers came running behind me. Lo and behold, a cottonmouth was chasing me through the yard. Oh, <laughs> and they're usually water snakes too. That's weird. Well, Virginia Beach is right on the uh it's right on the coast. I mean, the yeah. ocean is two miles away. They do like fresh water, like streams and, and rivers and ponds and stuff. But you see, where I was mowing, it's in the middle of the swampy marshland. Mm, that's yep. all that's what they love. Fresh water. Yep, that's what they love. I got scared a little bit. No, a lot. My coworker with a hoe cut his head off. <clears throat> and I was very interested in going and seeing what almost bit me. And the motherfucker tried to bite me again. With his head cut off. Yeah. With his head cut off. I was Zombie like, snakes. Yeah, yeah. Now, 30 years later, I'm living here in Dallas. I walk out of my bathroom, walk out of my bedroom. I'm walking to the living room. There's a fucking snake. It was only like this big. The person I was living with at the time proceeded to tell me the next day, you were screaming like a little baby. Telling the cats to get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> now, it was just a baby rat snake. Yeah. It couldn't hurt anything. But I have a huge phobia of snakes. I don't know why. I don't know what caused it. I don't know what started it. But when you hear my other two... uh phobias that i have they won't make sense either no they're they're i mean phobias i guess are called irrational fears there's a lot of basis for the fears i mean snakes are to be avoided that's a fight or flight response from way back in our history you know i mean you're kind of genetically wired to avoid snakes because they can be dangerous you know well living in texas there's there's a bigger fear i mean we have rattlesnakes we have copperheads we have uh water moccasins 
We, if it's poisonous, it can. It's here. Yeah, and scorpions. Yeah, don't have those as many here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. When I That's lived, good. when Sandy and I lived in Austin, they were everywhere. I mean, it was. I I was like. What do you mean I have to shake my towel out before I use it? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the fear of snakes, man, that is, it's totally real. I can't stop it. Like I say, I don't understand. Like the first time that I ever actually touched one, I was fascinated by him. I'd pick them up all the time. I was, uh, my mom and I went, let's see. This must have been right after my parents' divorce, so like maybe 1975. We went and took a long road trip down to, we went into Florida a little bit. We went to the Okefenokee Swamp. Okay. And it's a, it's a, it is a real, well, it was, I'm assuming it still is. It's a really cool place. They got alligators the size of Volkswagens. You know, they'll take you on this little thing through the swamps and you'll see all sorts of cool shit. But they had this, you went inside this little, tiny auditorium and they had a, you know they would show the different animals that lived in the swamp and they at one point they brought out a bunch of snakes and they were all rat snakes there was a yellow one a red one and a brown one and they invited people to come up and like you know touch them and hold them and everything so i like i was fine with them so i went up and my mom actually was holding the yellow one i think i was holding the brown one i was holding it in one hand and i kind of had you know kind of have my other hand up here i, I look over at her and then I look back and this thing reaches out and grabs at my finger and I just pull my finger away. You know, I didn't even feel the fact that the thing had actually bit me and I was bleeding. And the <laughs> the guy running the show is freaking out, thinking that I'm going to freak out. And I'm like, ah, bit me. Here, you can have him back. You know, I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> and he, he's like, oh, thank God we're not getting sued. Fuck. You know, <laughs> it was just like, hey, I... I didn't even feel him bite me. I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding a little bit, whatever. I, and, you know, and, and living in uh, East Akron, I'd be mowing the lawn. There was garter snakes all over the place. I'd pick them up. I'd move them. Actually, at work, one got into our delivery bay, and he was pissed off. <laughs> like, there was no picking him up because he was going to bite the crap out of you. And so I got one of those... Yeah, you know, like you get the broom dustbin thingies that you know. I just scooped them up and took them out in the field. It's like they—I don't—I don't know. They've never bothered me. I've, I've always found them fascinating. So, but I get why people are freaked out because they, mm. you know, they got the weird eyes. They got the weird mouth. They, you know, they smell with their tongue. Whole Adam and Eve thing. I, I get it. I okay. <clears throat> Growing up in Ohio, we had a a snake in Ohio called the Blue Racer. And non-venomous snake, but fast. It, it was fast and it had curved teeth. And I remember my father, when I was growing up, always telling me, oh, you know what? If it doesn't have the triangle head, you'll be okay. If it yep. bites, bites you, it's not going to hurt you. I got bit by a blue racer and it hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, well think if they latch on and they start grinding, it, it hurts, yeah. And uh 
I think ever since then, I was scared of snakes. But I had nightmares. I mean, I have nightmares about being in bed with snakes. <laughs> and I, I just, I can't do it. Can't yep. do it. Yep. All right, sir, what's your next phobia? Apophobia. Fear of bees and stings. And this was really I was very, I was, well, I don't much have it anymore, but for a long, long time, and I, I, I can't, I can't say I don't have it. I, I see bees and wasps and stuff and I'm, I'm pretty freaked out. I will swat at them and try and knock them out of the air. Um, but at a very young age, I got stung. I was like probably preschool age. I got stung in that little web between your first and second finger. And, yeah. and you know, when you're that young and you get stung right there, it's pretty traumatizing. So that one stuck with me for quite a long time. Um, but like I said, it's like even now nowadays, I'm like, I can if it's a honeybee, I'm I'm pretty cool. Like they can buzz around me and I'm like, just stand real still. Don't hurt the bee and everything. If it's a wasp or a horn or anything, I'll do everything I can to smack the shit out of those things and get them out, get them away from me. Cause wasps and yellow jackets are just assholes. They don't serve any purpose in this world. So that Um, is, yeah. And And unfortunately I've never, I've never encountered like a larger group of them or like ran over a, a although we did have what we, we had something burring in our 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 yard at the old house. It was either either it had to be like yellow jackets or something like that. We had we had a nest of yellow jackets. I waited one night till it was really cold out at night and, and dark and poured like a good amount of gasoline down that hole and lit it on fire. <laughs> Just mess them up. Um, I just, uh, I just noticed that I have to add another phobia. Oh, what you got? Marinthrophobia. Marinthrophobia. M E R I N. T H O phobia. What is that one? It is the extreme and overwhelming fear of being bound or tied up. You'd make a horrible sub. Yeah, I would. <laughs> um, I have nightmares about this stuff. Really? Yeah. But I mean, it, the next, the next three that you hear, you'll sit back and you'll be like, "Oh, they all kind of go together." Hand in hand action. Yeah, I'm not afraid. To, okay, don't take that as a fear of dying because I'm not afraid to die. I'm. I wish it would come sooner than it is. <laughs> I embrace it. I welcome it. I've done everything in my life that I wanted to do. Um, this is all just gravy now. And uh, 
but the fear of yeah if i were to get arrested now i was going to ask you that question there would be a problem <laughs> there would be a huge problem because i have a huge fear of being tied up or restrained or restrained and uh I don't know what caused it. I don't know when it started. Actually, the next three phobias I have are are the same. I don't know when it started because one of them, I, I did a job for years, and I don't know how I did it with this phobia. <laughs> Anyways, being restrained, being taped, uh, being taped to a wall or something like that. Like I tried one of those Velcro suits. Mm -hmm. Worst experience of my life. No oh my. When I hit that wall and couldn't get off on my own, I started to flip out. Just yeah. Don't being immobilized is no bueno. No. Oh God. Could you imagine if I became paralyzed? Ugh. I would go nuts in my own mind. Oh, wait, I'm already there. Hey, I forgot, <laughs> to, I forgot to start our timer. Why didn't you oh. remind me of that? I, well, it, it was it, it's kind of halfway started. I thought it was rolling. I didn't even look up at it. Mm. Oh, well, whatever. We ain't going to make it that long anyway. Probably not. <laughs> All right, sir. What's your next one? My next and last one. It's one or the other. I, I, I was having trouble with entomophobia, entomophobia, or ear acnophobia is a fear of insects in ears. And okay. this came from. I would go visit my grandparents in West Virginia and they had a garden at the down the hill from where they lived and we would go there and these gnats would fly into my ears little tiny gnats would fly into my ear and they would land on my eardrum and get stuck I'm assuming you know I probably had a little wax or they would get stuck there and beat against my eardrum and like it sounded like a B-52 bomber going overhead with these things beating against my eardrums. It's like it, it, every freaking time I went down there, like it got to the point or after the third, and they would have to take me over to the house, lay me on my side, float alcohol in my ear Ew. to float these things out of my ear and get them out. After like the third time of that stuff, I just wore earplugs down there. But like I, anytime anything mosquitoes any buzzing near my ear and i'm flipping out i'm like i'm dodging i'm ducking it's like being in the movie dodgeball um it's it's bad and, and the thing and the bees kind of get into that too because if they come too close to my ears that's when i truly freak out and i'm just like like you, you see people walk through a cobweb and just freak out for, you know, you, you look at them, they're freaking out for no reason. That's me with anything buzzing near my ear. So 
that's that's my my last and that's still to this day i cannot stand anything buzzing near my ear i just i freak right out yeah (laughs) um i grew up in medina ohio which is the home to the ai root factory which makes candles so uh ai root was a beekeeper so i got stung a lot Mm. in my hometown the bees don't bother me the stinging don't bother me the fear of something getting trapped in my ear so you got the same thing i got and thank you TikTok for having these videos of people doctors pulling shit out of people's ears oh dude man all those indian doctors pulling like oh yeah bugs no i mean big uh, bugs no no can't do it can't uh, do it i mean a close second on my list might be like um what are those one larvae that bury under your skin and get huge and they have to pull them out bot fly bot flies yeah that 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 could probably that could probably be on my list too man those things just freak me out although as much but the flip side is i love pimple popping so i don't i, I i'm i'm i don't know i don't know i i having something living under my skin not gonna happen there's there's probably a phobia for you know fucking things living flies. under your skin yeah no i had a cat that uh, I brought home from Arkansas that was full of bark, bot fly larva. And uh, oh my God, it was nasty. All right, my next one. I have two left people. Claustrophobia. Claustrophobia or claustrophobia? Claustrophobia. Fear of small places. Fear of small places. I don't know. You worked on a ship. How the hell did you do that? Don't know. Don't know. I have nightmares about it now. And honestly, the nightmares are more based on theater shit that I did. Having to crawl under stages uh, to run wiring and stuff like that. And it's not really the fear of the small space. It's the fear of getting getting stuck in that small space. Which then leads into the fear of being incapacitated. Right. Restrained. Yes. It's the fear of getting trapped. And uh, I, uh, the, the last time I felt it, I was working at the Dallas Theater Center. We had the Kalita Humphreys Theater, which was a Frank Lloyd Wright building. And the stage was a turntable. Interesting. Inside of that turntable was outlets that you would use to hook up different electrical 
you know, electrified stuff on the stage. Okay. <clears throat> so you had to crawl inside of this stage and crawl around tiny space to get shit plugged in. Hmm. Actually, it was the coolest turntable ever because um, they actually took the turret out of a destroyer. And like, used, like the thing that moves the gun around yeah. in its axis? Yeah. Oh, and shit. Use that to make the um the turntable. <laughs> Coolest thing I've ever seen. I mean, when I went down there, while I was scared, it was still kind of cool to see a 1945 destroyer turret running destroyer your turret, turret running my turntable. <clears throat> So, yeah, that was the uh, claustrophobia and I are not good friends. But that also goes into my fear of darkness, um, which I'll, I'll fall asleep and I'll have a dream that I'm just in black and oh, I have to wake myself up. So that, that's another one that's never bothered me for some reason. I've always found, I always found it fascinating that like blind people can just get, get along in the world with just hearing things and feeling things. And I've often like, just close my eyes and like listen to like rooms and like you know you can almost hear when you get near something like a a, a wall or something and it's you have this dead sound next to you you can almost tell that you're near a wall or near something because of the, the way that the acoustics change and everything so that, that one's never bothered me for some reason no thank you <laughs> no thank you uh, I came across another weird one. Yeah. Kine mortophobia. K I N E M O R T O phobia. Fear of zombies. I have no fear of zombies. Nah. None whatsoever. None. I love zombies. <laughs> Zombie Land is one of my favorite movies. Oh dear God, that's a great flick. <laughs> fear of shellfish. Who has uh, a fear of shellfish? I, I I would assume the person that the first time they ate shellfish that was bad and they got sick from it, probably at that point. Hmm. So my last phobia. Acrophobia. Really? Fear of heights. Huge fear of heights. How the hell did you live with that job? I haven't figured that out yet. Um, it would take... Okay. Uh, where was I doing a show at? I was doing a show 
at the Dallas Convention Center, and it was in their big main space, and the ceiling was 65 feet in the air. Okay. So I'm in a man lift, and I go up, and it takes me literally 15 minutes to finally calm down to the point of where I can hang a light. Wow. Uh, oh, it gets worse than that. EJ, EJ Thomas Hall. Yeah. The grid is 98 feet above the stage floor. And the only way to get to the grid is a ladder attached to the back wall. <laughs> Takes most people about five minutes to climb that ladder all the way up. 98 feet took me two and a half hours. And the minute that I got up there, even knowing that the space in between the I-beams was only two inches and I couldn't fall through, it took me forever to walk across it. I'm the opposite way, man. Like heights of like one of my first days at Akron U. We trooped, we we marched on over to EJ. They put me up. They had an A-frame ladder, so you got the A-frame, and then the center part that goes up, and it was extended to its max. And I'm sitting on the top rung, with one foot kind of crossed under the other. You know, like yep. my feet are kind of like you know. Figure eight crossed over one of the rungs below me. And this thing is on four wheels. And they're wheeling me around the stage. And like when you stopped, like the ladder, you know, it had some give to it. So the top part of the A-frame would just sway a little bit this way. You have to just, just have to wait until it stopped and you adjust the light. You're like, okay, move me. And they move me. And this thing would sway the other. Didn't bother me a damn bit. I I, I heights have never and I don't know why. It's like I, I'm not afraid of falling. I mean, the sudden stop at the end is going to suck a lot, but the whole falling thing never bugged me. I don't know why. You're pointing at your microphone. I, I don't understand what you want. What do you want from me? So I was at Virginia Stage Company and we were doing a show set everything up it's a hemp house so mm. in a hemp house you're you're hanging your pipes there's no grid the, the, there's the no civic, nothing civic it's, three there is a hemp house too right yeah, yeah it's you are you are basically building everything well we built the show and realized afterwards that the trim height for the lights was too far above what the genie lift could reach. Oh, God. So they hung a curtain track and basically put me in a harness. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Afraid of heights. Afraid but I was, of being strapped in. 
But I was the lightest guy that they had. <laughs> Up 40 feet in the air. With just two guys holding me. Oh, God. You're 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 gesturing. What do you what are you asking of me? What do you need? What do you want? I can't read. Uh, oh God, I can't. Okay. Um. So. So I'm up. In the air. That was just passed to me. <laughs> 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 Did we go to Sam's Club and get toilet paper? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't get paid till Thursday. <laughs> Fucking do like the Hindus do and wash it. My uh, grandfather. My grandfather used to and I, I have no idea if this is a true story. Used to tell me that when they were in basic training, they go out on maneuvers for like a week, and they would give them seven squares, yes, of toilet paper, yes. And they're like, "What do you do with seven squares of toilet paper?" So you pull off one square, and when you take a shit, you wipe everything. You you stick your finger up through one square, and you wipe your ass, and then you use the toilet square to back off your finger and wipe your finger off. Okay. You you have it semi right. <laughs> Jesus. Let me uh let me explain this to you. And this was taught to me in Boy Scouts. Uh pretend that this here, let me turn my background off so that you can watch everything that's going on. All right, sir. Pretend that this envelope is a piece of toilet paper, okay? One square. Here. One square. Perfect. Right there. What you do with this one square, like I said, taught this in Boy Scouts, is you take this one square and you fold it in half. Okay? Okay. Now fold it in half again. Okay. Okay. Rip off that little corner. See right that there. little corner right there. Rip you this just off. Enough, just enough room to stick your finger up through the hole in the center of the square. Now open this up, and you have the hole. <sighs> stick your <laughs> finger through. Wipe your butt. Then what you do is you take this piece, and you fold it around. And you pull this off. And that cleans the finger. Now, this little corner that you had saved. For your fingernail? Open this up. (laughs) And clean out that fingernail underneath. (laughs) And this is how you save toilet paper in Boy Scouts. If you're in India, you just don't even bother. It's what a bidet's for. I want a bidet. 
I'm seriously thinking about it. I, first, I have to get the nicer toilet installed, and then I might I might spring for one. I don't know. I'm all about it. I am all about it. Sing, Sing would definitely be into that. <laughs> Take a shit every day. Self-help Sing will definitely help us out. So anyways, that was my last phobia, my friend. Um, and it's a doozy doing the job that I do or did um, years of climbing rope ladders to get on top of truss that's 40, 50 feet above a stage floor. Oh, don't know how I did it. But I did it. Um, Every time I got into a genie lift, I went, I have to get over my fears. I have to get over my fears. Well, it's kind of weird because, like, once a year at work, we have the the, the bigwigs from Michigan come down and inspect the store. And our ceiling, it's it's a really super tall ceiling, but it's also a drop ceiling. And... Every now and then there's like little water droplets that come through and discolor the the ceiling tiles, right? So they rent a scissor lift, you know, the kind that's like, you know, motorized and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm always the guy that has to go up on this thing, wind through the dealership, not hitting cars or desks, taking it all the way up, you know, 40 feet up into the air to spray paint these damn tiles with some bin so that it looks nice for the big wigs coming in. It's like, okay, I'm more worried about hitting cars than I am about being up in the air. I just, you know, it, was, it, it, it is weird. Cause like it's, it's this joystick controller that like you have a thumb button to like move the tires, the, the direction of the tires. And it's like, it's, it's like playing a fucking video game. It's really bizarre. Been in them many a times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loud. Matter, oh my god, they're so loud. <laughs> I was, I, I was at um, the Irving Arts Center, and we had a a uh, a group that comes in and does acrobatic stuff, and okay. they called me up because uh, I was one of the few master riggers that that worked there and they didn't have any master riggers they were like hey you've got to come and set up all this circus shit and so i i went over there and all of a sudden i look up and it's like that's 40 fucking feet in the air (laughs) how the fuck am i wait what scissor lift yeah Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> Go up. 20 minutes of shaking until I finally went, okay, just fucking do it. The quicker I do it, the quicker I'm on the ground. I don't know how I did my job. <laughs> I really don't. Anyways, that's all the phobias we have, people. Yeah. And we got some Shaka Khan right now. Nice. 
Does I feel for you? Yes. You know, I think I explained this once. I lit her once. Oh, nice. At a show in Dallas for the Dallas Urban League. And uh, I set up this gorgeous lighting rig. I had red, blue, green. Uh, this was before LEDs. So, mm-hmm. park hands. Red, blue, green, purple, uh, white, and a uh, like a lime. And uh, five minutes before the show, her manager comes up to me and goes, yeah, you can't use the color red. Uh, you can't use the color green. And uh, we really want you to kind of hold off on the color of blue. I went, that's the three primary colors of light. What the fuck do you want me to use? White? Well, do your best. But you do understand, and this is not a racist statement by any stretch of the imagination. When you light Caucasians, straw and blue, actually straw color does more for their complexion than anything. When you light African-American, blue is a much, much better accent color for dark-skinned individuals on stage. Blue, so and, if you're- blue and green are great colors to use with with uh, dark darker skin people. Yeah. Dark-skinned dark people. Dark-skinned people, yeah. If they're light-skinned, I tend to avoid the greens, uh, make them look sick. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I, it was just, it was weird for me because that was the first concert I ever did where I didn't get a list ahead of time. <laughs> I mean, because I could have picked other colors. And like halfway through the show, I just went, fuck it. I'm doing what I want. <laughs> Blast her with green. Make her pissed. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. This is the Davis and Davis Show. Go to davisanddavisshow.com for all of your information about any show that we do. We also list all of our podcasts there. And Burke will die about 15 times on that website. Mm-hmm. You can also go to the davisanddavisshow.com and pick up some cool merchandise because everybody and i mean everybody wants to have scott's face on their back i think i'm gonna do underwear next yeah because oh, you are everyone clever. wants scott's face on their ass <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain symmetry there it's just yeah it works works well <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for coming. I hope you had a good time with fears and phobias. Uh, Leave a comment if you got something we missed. Burke, we're we're like six shows ahead of schedule. Then this show will not come out until freaking June. Oh God, what the heck? 
that we've yeah. never been ahead. What the hell's going on? Mash. Oh, Mash. what was it, like four episodes? Four episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a lot, man. I mean, it's, it's such a great stuff. It was, it was great to talk about. I am so sorry, people, for you having to listen to Mash <laughs> for for two weeks straight. Um, but I edited the show, and I'll tell you what. There's a lot of information. It was a fun show. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, totally forget what the show was after that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. It was it was uh, Top Artists of Ohio. That actually. Oh, yeah. That actually was a great show to edit. That was fun. That was actually a fun show. Um. We have fun shows, people. Listen more often. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your family. No, no. Just tell your friends. Just <laughs> <laughs> tell your enemies. Because I don't care. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this podcast is. The best podcast, podcast ever. ever. Only people from the first season are going to understand that, but that's okay. You can go back and listen. All right, people, we're going to take off. Have a great day. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. That doesn't leave much. Thanks. All right, guys, you have a great week. Have a great weekend. Good night, everyone. Good night.